welcome back to another episode of the Brilliant Resilient Experience. Hey, nowadays the pain follow me. Deal with trauma privately. I don't want to be a burden. I handle things to find. Eventually, he was like, you know what? You're you're getting kind of good. Like, have you ever thought of maybe like fighting ever? And I was like, nah. Nah, I've never thought of that before. You're crazy. Today we have a very special guest. She is a local kickboxer based right here in St. Louis, Missouri. She's also an artist and just an all around amazing human being. I'm so excited to talk to her and kind of learn more about her and her story. So let's go ahead and bring on Ashley Pryor. Can you hear me now? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I literally never use Zoom. So this was fun. No, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah every once in a while or pretty much every time usually at least a couple times it's like can can you hear me can you hear me now so it's all good that's just part of the process right you can hear me now yeah yeah now you know how to use zoom you're an expert now (laughs) gosh that's the most stressful part yeah that's the worst whenever i had chad on chad mueller it took literally like 20 minutes for us to figure out the audio. Like it took way longer than this one. And I think it was my okay. fault. I think it was something I did. So I was like, wow, I feel really dumb right now, but. <laughs> this is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, everything's everything is literally on fire, but it's okay. I am fine. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Fire's fine. It, it makes everyone warm. It lights things up. It's great. It's great. Exactly. Yes. Well, how are you today? Uh, you know, I'm doing great. I'm actually um, a little sick. I caught the stomach flu that is going around. So, oh geez. you know, I could be better, but I yeah. could be worse. This time of year is just, I just try to avoid getting sick as much as possible, but it's kind of hard. It seems like right. every week there's a new, there's a new virus every week. It's just a new flavor. Like yep. this week it's stomach flu. Next week it'll be regular flu. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty rough winter time. Take extra vitamin C. Yeah, I actually get injections of immune vitamins. So I get like vitamin C, zinc, and glutathione once a month. And wow. So you're probably fine. <laughs> I haven't I haven't gotten sick since I got my shots so I, I guess it's working because I skipped it for like two months I didn't get them for like two months and I got sick like four times so Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, don't, don't I guess it all like, caught up to me yeah yeah it definitely works because I was like I don't know maybe this is just in my head you know that this works and I'm like oh no it actually works it does it's probably based on science Yes. Damn science. I know. Yeah, that's so rough. Smart. They're so smart. Yeah, those smarty pants. <laughs> well, did you How train you today? Oh, I'm good. I no. uh, I've just been editing and doing things that I don't like to do, like organizing files in my computer and um, doing a bunch of outlines for like more episodes I have coming up and. Yeah, trying to get stuff done ahead of time because I got so behind on the holidays because I took a couple days off and it was like, now I'm like playing catch up. 
Oh no. That always happens. You're like, I'm going to treat myself and take some time off. And then you treat yourself and take some time off. And then you're like, well, now I'm, now I'm going to work for 12 hours a day. I know. Now I just have more things to do. I'm like, man, I wish I would have just, well, actually though, I don't regret it. I needed that time off. That was so nice. I took two days off. Rest is important. It, it is. is important. Yes. So that's why, no, I didn't train today. Uh, I'm going to stay out of the gym until I'm feeling better. Just so I don't well, that's probably perpetuate smart. the cycle, give more people sicknesses. Um, I'll probably be back tomorrow to it, but yeah, sick day. Maybe your body needs rest, rest is important. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Yeah. If you don't rest, I feel like your body will just force you to rest. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. And, and then it's like not fun when your body forces you to rest. No, not at all. Not at all. So I'm really excited to talk to you. Obviously, I don't know how to start these. I just kind of just start talking. So, um, <laughs> but I'm really excited to talk to you and get to know you more. I mean, obviously I've met you several times and we talk all the time on Instagram and stuff, but I want to like really get to know you. So I'm excited um, just because I feel like you're one of the most interesting people I know. <laughs> you have so many different interests and hobbies and I love it because like I'm kind of the same energy. Like I just do all kinds of different things. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So where so you're not from St. Louis, right? I think you told me where you're from, but right. I cannot for the life of me remember where you said. I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, my mom left there when I was probably like three or four, uh, and then moved to Alabama, and from Alabama, we moved kind of all around the South. I've lived in um, Florida and Mississippi and, and Alabama, obviously, um, and North Carolina. I moved here from Mississippi. That's what I call home. Um, and that's where I went to, I like finished high school there and I went to college there and I moved up here after college. Okay. Yep. Nice. Mm -hmm. what, I, uh... I got a job with an artist. Where at? Hmm? I'm sorry, you cut out. Uh, I went to, um, I got a job with an artist uh after graduating his name is tom huck uh he owns and operates evil prints um which is uh he's a, a printmaker oh, okay. um yeah and that I was here for, him for three years yep nice so is um, that what you went to school for was like for art uh kind of i i changed my major a lot um, and so my actual degree is in interdisciplinary studies, which is basically like create your own degree. Um, you pick between two to three concentrations and take a, a number of um, classes in each concentration. And then you do a capstone, which is like learning how to integrate those. It's essentially like you, you build a... Um, you build a business plan or write research um, on something that combines the two of those uh, 
concentrations. So mine okay. was in business and fine art. And at the time I was a tattoo artist. So my my research was um, the stereotypes of tattooed people in the workplace. I love it. <laughs> it it's so funny you say that because it used to be like such a thing. Like you couldn't get a job if you had a certain like if you had tattoos that were visible. Like at one point oh, yeah. it was like impossible to get a job. I forgot. Like I kind of forgot about that. That wasn't really that long ago. It's crazy. It it really was. I graduated <laughs> in twenty fourteen. Damn, that was almost that was almost ten years ago. <laughs> Woo! Uh, <laughs> I know. I I get it. Yeah. I that's when I graduated high school, but I wow. looked at the number. And I was like, oh my God, it's almost my 10 year freaking reunion. I'm like, that's crazy. Time just flies. It really does. I graduated high school in 2007. So <laughs> I don't, I don't want to count <laughs> how many years ago that was. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Like, I just feel like I, I don't know every year like my birthday now I'm like no please stop I'm like I don't I'm like I need more time <laughs> I feel like it keeps getting shorter and shorter time. yeah like the yeah, years just get shorter absolutely. and shorter every year yeah but anyways not to get you too off topic um so you were working for a printmaker and uh -huh. then or you were talking you were kind of talking about college so you did the capstone this was before you started working for the printmaker right when you were in college? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you did so, the report on the tattoos in the workplace. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. It was my final project in college. I wrote, man, it was like 50 pages of research on that topic. Wow. Which is crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. The things I've done, eh? <laughs> um, yeah, I but know. I got my degree. Uh, Tom Huck actually came down to, um, I went to the University of Southern Mississippi, um, and he came down to do a visiting artist, um, like, talk, and I, from that, he did this um, workshop every summer where you come up to St. Louis and you produce a large-scale print um, and you have like 10 days uh, in the shop to just like work and um, connect with people. And I just loved it so much. I was like, wow, um, can I stay? <laughs> and he, he like, we joked about it. And, and then I went on about my life and I heard from him probably like three months later. And he was like, hey, uh, do you really want to come work for me? Um, could you be here in like 60 days? <laughs> And I was like, well, shit, why not? Um, I, I wouldn't have done anything else if I didn't take that change. You know, like I would yeah. have just continued to work in the tattoo shop. I would have continued to like live my life in South Mississippi. And um, so I was just like, okay, let's try it out. St. Louis wasn't too bad. It seemed fun. Um, I actually moved up here uh November of 2014 
So I've been here for nine years now. Um, the plan was only to stay three years and I kind of just didn't leave. <laughs> nice. So, well, I'm glad you didn't because then I wouldn't have met you. So <laughs> right, right. I I used to think um St. Louis like I I have tried to move. Um yeah, but every time same. I've tried something crazy happens and I get stuck here for whatever reason. I used to think St. Louis was like purgatory. <laughs> um yeah. And now I actually like it. So it's not too bad anymore. If it's purgatory, I'm cool with it. That's funny. I moved, I didn't move from like out of state, but I moved to the city the same year, the same month that you did, November 2014. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, that is wild. I lived downtown. I lived in Soulard. So we probably lived like five minutes away from each other. That's funny. So wild. Isn't that St. Louis (laughs) is weird like that? Like you'll meet someone and then you'll find out you probably crossed paths with them. Like, in your everyday life and just didn't know it it's such a small town like even though it technically is a big city like it's such a small town at the same time yeah it's so funny Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I I like St. Louis because of that I mean sometimes it's like I kind of don't like it but it would be weird not having that I feel like since I'm so used to it yeah just kind of everybody knows everybody it's right a little bit um, I, I've visited I visited bigger cities and it's it's kind of overwhelming a little bit like yeah. I love New York City um if I had an, an insane amount of money I would probably move there just for a little while to just like you know have that experience but oh, I yeah. couldn't see myself like living in that city environment forever it just no it's uh, it's kind of overwhelming yeah, it so, kind of wears you the out small, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The small the small city is is pretty cool. Yeah. I dig yeah. it too. For sure. If I if I moved, I would probably want to move to like not like a super big city, but like a in between. Like if I could find something like that, that would be cool. <laughs> Where it's like it's a big city enough, but it's not like yeah, not like New York or LA or overwhelming but right. who knows who knows where the universe will take me so i'll just have to you see. never know you could you could do it all you know you do it all yeah yeah it's it's funny the world it's crazy just like how i was thinking about this um because you train at the church so you've you train with uh patrick and it's funny because i knew Patrick because he was I think he was like an intern or something at this recording studio I worked at because I worked at uh Jupiter Studios and that's how I met him because he worked there for like I don't know maybe a couple months or something he didn't work there very long but I met him there and after he left I stayed there for a while because I worked there for a while but we never like interacted or anything or like hung out or anything like after that and then I went to the fights, the Shamrock fights, when he fought uh, Matt Boyer. And the last time mm-hmm. I had seen him was at the recording studio when he worked there. So I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't even know he was fighting. Like, I didn't even know. I had no idea he was even a, like 
involved in combat sports at all. So I'm at the fights and this was before, like I started my podcast or anything, obviously. So I was like still kind of new to the local scene. And I was like, when did you start training? I'm like, when did you start fighting? And he was like, (laughs) oh, well, I just, I've just been doing boxing. Like, I don't even think he had started kickboxing yet at that point. And he was like, yeah, I've only been training for like a year. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm like, this is crazy. So it was literally probably had been at least like five or six years since I had seen him because it was back in like, yeah, 2014 or 2015, I think was when we worked at the studio. And I was like, this is St. Louis for you. So St. Louis. Yep. That's (laughs) weird. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's talked about that job. He's talked about that job a little bit. His, his dip into like having a real job. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, having real jobs. It's like a, like an office job. That was his chance of having an office job. I've never had like a nine to five office job ever in my life. You're not missing anything. You know what I am missing? (laughs) Health insurance. That is true. That is true. It's pretty important. It's pretty important. Yeah, especially in this country where everything is so expensive. Oh, my God. I guess it's probably expensive in other countries. I don't know what it's like in other countries, so I guess. (laughs) I don't don't know, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's myth. I know. I'm like, has yeah, anybody that's... figured out the healthcare system? I don't think anybody has. It's just a mess. Like, it is just a mess. It's a I wish I could just. Point. It's just crazy how much you pay, and then you still have to pay more when you go to the doctor. I'm like, what? This? What kind of deal is this? <laughs> I, I think it's a scam. I think. Yes. I I have, I haven't had healthcare since I was on my parents' healthcare. But even before that, I don't, I think they lied to me. I don't think I was ever like actually on any healthcare because the last time I, I did anything related to needing to, you know, have any kind of insurance was when I had braces and I got those off junior year of high school. That's yeah. the last time I, I did anything related to that. So That's funny. I think it's always been a myth to me. Yeah, I definitely like the more I like get older and like start to think about things more, the more like suspicious I am of like the whole just like pharmacy system and like the healthcare system and like all this stuff. It's just like I feel like I need to learn more about it to understand it. And I mean, honestly, look out for myself and not get tricked. by these companies exactly exactly (laughs) crazy people trying to take my money i was talking to somebody uh my friend larry about it probably a couple weeks ago because i was talking about you know getting a job with health insurance and he said he has it and sometimes it's still cheaper to say that you don't have health insurance so i'm just like okay yeah what am i getting health insurance for then if it's cheaper to not have it I'll yeah, I'm calling my health That's... insurance guy tomorrow. That reminds me because I'm trying to get mine figured out <laughs> this week. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. But at least I have somebody like 
I'm lucky. I have a cool health insurance agent. Like he likes MMA and stuff. So we talk about MMA and stuff all the time when I talk to him. But luckily I have a cool insurance agent that like tells me the truth, but it's like, it's so hard to find a good agent too, or like anybody who remotely knows anything about health insurance. It's so hard to find. Yeah. Cause it's like, no, any, and like, I know a lot of insurance people cause I did insurance for years, but I never did health insurance. Right. Cause I was like, no, that's a nightmare. I'm like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> like no way. Maybe you should have. I know. And then I would have learned. You would have at it. least. Did, yeah. You would have known. You could have shared the secrets. I know. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, I wanted to ask you how you got into training. Cause how long have you been like training martial arts or training kickboxing? Um, I think it's been just over two years. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Two, about two years. Um, so we probably started training around the same time. Yep. That's funny. Um, so I, I got sober actually. Okay. Here's the whole story of how it evolved. Um, I was, I, I also do a little bit of acting and I was, uh, getting ready for this role where I was going to have to run for my life. So I started running to prepare for that. And, um, from that, my, the co-star, he, um, he is Sean Scott pro MMA person. Um, and we were running together and we were mapping out the route and, um, he kind of like, he just will randomly do backflips in places or handstands and stuff and he was like hey film me and I was like okay and he did a handstand and he was like okay now I'm gonna film you and I was like what <laughs> I haven't done a handstand in 20 years man I'm not doing a handstand so I did it anyway and I failed um and from that I was like you know what I'm gonna practice handstands every day and I'm not gonna not be able to do a handstand when called upon ever again so from that, um, it kind of just like snowballed and I was like, okay, well, what can I do now? And I started, I started, I downloaded the first form app and, um, back when it was four ninety nine, and I started doing their like workout plans. And then I was like, okay, cool. I got a handle on this now. What can I do next? And I was just like trying to challenge myself and thinking of things that I already, always kind of been interested in but never really like thought I could do so um I had a couple friends that were going to the church and um so I was just like I've kind of always wanted to do kickboxing like what if I like it you know and so I went and showed up for one class and um my first class was a private and Jamie tried to literally like kill me and it didn't work I was like laughing the whole time, just like going through this circuit that everyone had died on the the day before or whatever. And um, we did a little bit of boxing and he showed me like the basics. And from then I was kind of just sold. And um, I, I started going like maybe once or twice a week. And then um, from that, I kind of just started going every day to um 
eventually he was like you know what you're you're getting kind of good like have you ever thought of maybe like fighting ever and I was like nah nah I've never thought of that before you're crazy and um I sparred for the first time and that was also the first time I've ever been punched in like aside from like goofing around with my brother you know um that was the first time I'd ever been punched or punched someone and also aside from like you know sibling rivalry just yeah. goofing around punching <laughs> each other uh <laughs> and I was like hey that didn't suck as bad as I thought it would and I kind of just like that's where it developed that's that's the whole story that's awesome so yeah, you basically went from just working out and just like wanting to challenge yourself a little bit and then you said I guess you said you knew some people that were training at the church so you kind of wanted to see what it was all about yep yeah okay and you had never trained anywhere else before then nope wow okay that's awesome that's really well cool. okay okay there was a when I was when I was really young my mom moved around a lot um and so every time I moved I did a different sport so there was one one probably like semester where I did karate when I was like oh okay maybe 10 so I did like I'm sure you remember karate all of 10. it <laughs> oh yeah I was I was a shining star okay I got a yellow belt. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> yeah. But so when did that, you when did I, you take your first fight? December of last year. It was at the St. Anne Community Center. For was that Mike? Um, Mike Rogers. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I wonder I if I was there. On I don't think I was at that Maybe. one. I was at one of them. I can't remember which one I went to. I don't think it was that one actually. I used it to try. I used to train at St. Charles. I love Mike. He's so awesome. He's such a nice guy. He's a really cool. Yeah, yeah. He's super cool. And um, was your first fight I, kickboxing? I Alex yep. Mm -hmm. Nice so i watched her fight september oh my cat's here um he's he's probably gonna walk across the camera um let's see I, alejandro can you see Hello. him <laughs> um he comes and join this is my journaling desk and he comes and joins me Oh, that's awesome. my chair with me. Um, anywho, got distracted. Um, first fight was kickboxing. Um, Mike Rogers is cool. Yeah, that was a really fun. Um, it it was like it took the pressure off because Shamrock shows and and even um, stand up there they're more like of a production you can yeah. you can stream them live like they have a bigger audience that was a really cool like nice dip 
into um, a debut without like the extreme anxiety of like lights and people cheering and I mean there are still people cheering and yeah. like lights and stuff but different environment you've been to the show so you you know it's like okay there's less pressure here it's like yeah you know bring your own BYOB like concession <laughs> stand like all ages you know super chill I oh, feel yeah. like that was kind of the best way to like kind of beat that adrenaline dump because you know like there is the adrenaline dump where it's like oh my god I'm I'm fighting a person in a ring it's just me and this person for the next six minutes of my life while literally the entire room is staring at me um it was like okay it's not it's not the entire room and people that have purchased it online and like it's not gonna be on youtube later (laughs) Um, yeah it was a good fight though it was a really good fight she she won um we went all three rounds but I hit her with some really cool like I had drilled a spinning back fist so much during that camp and um I like first round like out the gate just bam got her nice it was it I don't know how she was still standing after that punch. It looked like it hurt a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've yeah. seen you throw some bombs for sure. You got hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she um, tough. She was just more active, you know. Um, Saint Charles. Yeah, she's amazing, really, really good. Yeah. I think I've trained with her a couple fun. times actually. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, she's super nice too. Oh yeah, yeah, really nice. Yeah, that would have been a fun the Mary- fight to watch. It, it it was, from what I hear, fun fight to watch. I was out of my body the entire time, so I can't say that I really know what was going on. Uh, relying on imagine. pure instinct. <laughs> yeah, um, no kidding. It was good though. It was fun. It was fun. Um, it was cool to watch her. Uh, she fought in September. The girl that I was supposed to fight um, on the 4th. And so it was really cool to watch her. Um, oh, that's I right. That's yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be your opponent. I forgot about that. Yep. I hadn't seen her fight. I know that she... I think she had other fights, but I, have, I hadn't seen it. And... Um, it was cool to see her less nervous um, and like her growth from first fight to um, September. So that was really neat to yeah. see. For sure. Yeah, she looked really confident going in there. Her last fight I watched, at least that's what it looked like. Uh, <laughs> you never know what's going on in their head, but it looked yeah. to me like she was feeling good. So, um, yeah, and she did a great job in that fight. And do you think I was thinking about this because you fight at 115 usually, right? Yes. Do you think it's harder at those lower weight class, like especially women's, because there's not as many like knockouts? There's not like you just don't hit the same way as like, let's say you were like 155 pound male or like above, you know, like you typically it seems like you see more knockouts and more just like. 
I mean, it makes sense because it's like you're getting yeah. hit with more force. So do you think right. it's harder I, because you have to kind of have better fight IQ because it's like, okay, if I don't finish the fight, you know, what's my plan? And I feel like that's got to be tough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And especially being a newer fighter without as much experience. Um, had I had I maybe gone the tournament route and done some point tournaments to learn a solid technique base, I think that would have, that would probably change me as a fighter. I mean, that's just time and experience. Yeah. Um, I think it's difficult for me because the, the past couple of fights I've had have been with people that have been training for 10 plus years. And so they have that knowledge and experience versus I'm kind of like just going on gut right now I don't have as much technique I have I have heavy hands and um like just instinct right uh so yeah definitely having the ability to lean on lean back on technique would probably change the other thing is um being at a like lower weight class there aren't as many people there no I mean okay so there's maybe one or two people that I fight that I spar with that are at my weight class or just slightly above it so that translates to not having as much fear in the ring because I get hit with people that or I get hit by people that are fighting or walking around at 130 plus on a regular basis so being hit by a 115 pound female doesn't translate to fear like I'm like yeah you can't hit me with anything <laughs> that I haven't already been worse yeah so yeah um yeah I don't think I, I ever, did not I think I sparred with like one person that was like my weight but I never sparred with anybody shorter than me like everybody was always like six feet tall I'm like God. <laughs> I've sparred with some children. I've sparred with some children that are shorter than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they, they were also like way better than me because they've been doing it for way longer. So. Yeah, yeah. I got my ass beat by this kid. He was probably like sixteen or seventeen or something. I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> hey 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 embarrassment is only felt if you allow if you allow it okay that's i was I honestly just more impressed with him because like i i thought i thought he was older than that just because like i don't know i didn't know like how old these people were and then he's like oh yeah i'm 17 or whatever i can't remember if he was 16 or 17 i was like what i'm like man i should have started doing this sooner <laughs> yeah that's where I'm at with it. Like I'm 34. Yeah. I have done this like at least 10 years ago. Oh my God, I know. But then <laughs> I guess I wouldn't have the same experiences that I have. It's like, ah, it all, it all happens for a reason, but still I'm like, man, I wish I would have started training at least something, you know, to get some skill. That would have been nice. Agreed. I feel like I'm just Agreed. kind of behind. You know what? you're not though you're right on time that's right 
<laughs> I need to have more positive energy. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, because sometimes you see people, it's so crazy. You see two different types of people. You see, like, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, well, Francis, he's an example because he started training when he was 25, which is pretty late, like, for somebody who made it to that level. Um, and then like Randy Couture, he was champion when he was, I don't know when he started training, but he was champion when he was like 45. And then, um, what's her name? I cannot think of her name right now. She's a female fighter. Her name is at the tip of my tongue, but she started training when she was, I think like, yeah, like maybe 25 or 26 or something like that. And she made it all the way to fighting for a UFC title. So it's like, there are cases where, you know, people start training late and they just, you know, it just all adds up and, you know, it's not easy. It's definitely the harder way to do it, (laughs) but it's there. It can work. But then there's people that it's like, they started training when they were before I even knew what martial arts was they were already training like they're like four years old hitting a bag it's like yeah <laughs> that was definitely not me no me neither definitely not what me. was i doing i don't know i didn't really i didn't really get into i don't know i probably did the typical like ballet tap jazz yeah i did that too I bounced around a lot, um, which I wish I would have just picked one thing and done it instead of, you know, changing what I did so often. Cause I did gymnastics and, uh, cheerleading and soccer and in high school I did color guard. Um, and I did that like, sophomore year through well shit I guess it was junior and senior year see I moved around so much it kind of just like you know I've changed so much I'm the same way Mm. I never can just pick one thing like I have to do everything (laughs) I have to at least try everything once and then it's like but if I don't like something I don't keep doing it like I'll just I'll stop but if I like it I'll get obsessed with it and then but I always have like a few obsessions going on at the same time yeah agreed (laughs) it's fine it's fine you know what you're writing your own story it doesn't have to match up with other people's maybe in the next life you can thing and you can stick to that one thing but life we're just gonna mix it up you know we're never gonna get bored and we're never gonna get burned out that's how I avoid huh. getting burnt out is because I do multiple things at the same time. Otherwise, yeah, I do get burnt out or I get frustrated. Like if I'm not progressing fast enough in the one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I lose Thanks. my passion for it. Cause I'm just like burnt out. So. I'm not good at this. Gotta be, I gotta be the best within 10 days of starting it or it's trash. Yep. That's me. (laughs) That's me. But when I have multiple things going on, it's okay. Because then I have like one thing I'm like, okay, I'm really good at this. And then I have a couple other things. It's like, I'm not that good, but I'm getting better. 
And yeah. so I have the one thing that makes me confident. And then I have the other things that like help me grow, I feel like. And I feel like you kind of have to have that little balance of like one thing you're like, all right, I crushed this. And then the other things you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm not the best, but hey, I'm working room on for <laughs> Room for improvement. Yeah, I feel like boxing, combat sports, martial arts, whatever you want to call it. I feel like that's my thing that I'm like, I'm getting better, but I'm like still like not. I don't think I'll ever be happy with like where I'm at with martial arts though. I feel like there's always room to grow. There, I mean, there truly is always room to grow. And that's one of the cool parts about it is yeah. just like, you have to, you have to try to lose interest because yes. there are so many different things to think about and practice. And as long as you're just like, I don't know, getting better. The The other thing that I love about it is that it's like, it's self-care, you know? It's yep. like a different, like a, a cool, like a different version of self-care because literally everything that you're doing when you go to the gym is it, it only benefiting you, you know? I mean, you can help other people along the way, but like the most pure version of self-care because everything that you're practicing is putting back into yourself in one way or another. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I feel like you can take a lot of things that you learn in the gym and apply them to just life in general. And I feel like that's a big thing. It's like, even like, even if you're not like people always say, like, well, I, I don't want to fight or anything. And it's like, dude, you don't even have to want to fight like to train because the lessons that you learn in the skills that you learn, like mental skills, I feel like just help you so much in life and Absolutely. it's not just about fighting. Like it's, there's so much more to it than that. Absolutely. Um, that's actually, that's actually on your, on your list here on your outline. Yeah. That's topic. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I love talking about that. Cause it's like, it affects so many people in so many different ways, but also I feel like we all kind of agree that, yeah, like it, it creates discipline. It creates um, mental fortitude. It creates just uh -huh. like knowing when to like push past your limits and how to push past your limits. And yeah, there's so many different things that you learn from it. Yes. Um, it's helped my reaction time outside yeah. of the gym I'm like I'm I'm decently confident that I would be able to defend myself if I had to yeah I don't necessarily know what would happen as far as fight flight is concerned fight or flight or freeze um I used to be a freeze person uh this one time I had <laughs> funny story I had a second floor apartment and a balcony that you couldn't access from the bottom floor. So I kept my um I kept my door to my balcony unlocked because there's no way anybody could ever reach it, right? Right. One day I was getting home I was getting home from something with my mom and my friend and her boyfriend was meeting us at my house. So we go upstairs like, you know, I'm putting my stuff down in my room and all of a sudden I see my door opening 
And I'm just like, what? And oh I froze. God. My my mom, and my friend were 20 feet away in the living room. And I'm just sitting here staring at the door slowly opening and watching a person come inside. And I couldn't do anything. I was just like frozen. Finally, um, as he's like, this shadowy person is entirely inside my door. I realize that it's my friend. And I like, I then like, I don't know, run at him and kind of punch him just because like, you know, what the fuck, man. But that was probably one of the scariest moments in my life where I wasn't in any actual danger because it was my friend. But yeah, but you thought you were in that. Yeah, in that situation, I would have been fucked. And yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, at least I know. <laughs> um, yeah. And since that was probably like, I don't know, 10 years ago, at least. And so now I know that, okay, I at least know that I could punch someone and I know how to punch someone. I know that I can fight if I have to or if I'm like prepared for it. If I maybe if I had to in the street, I would be able to defend myself if someone tried to attack me. I guess we'll find out one day. Right. Um, But yeah, it's given me the confidence to know that, okay, in in a particular situation, I probably could punch someone and run away if I had to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. At least you have some something better than not knowing anything. Because, yeah, I would have been the same way, like, just freeze and not even know what to do or, like, it just, I feel like it does give you a little bit more confidence and assertiveness, too, like, where you're not, like, I don't know, like, tim- like you're not as timid, I guess, around people where you, like, I don't know, like, I feel like I definitely used to be a lot more, I don't know maybe maybe just like living in the city too kind of made me a little bit more like sketched out constantly but I feel like I don't yeah since I know how to train because it's like I still have the fear because it's like well people have guns people you know like if especially if they're bigger than me they could just literally grab me so it's like you're still in danger but I feel a little bit better you know standing up for myself at least if I had to which hopefully you know I don't but you never know right because it's like you never know if like you threw you throw one punch at somebody or it's like okay if I didn't throw that punch then they would have got me you know like so even if it's just a little bit it's like you know it could help it could better than nothing I would (laughs) I would probably just try try and kick straight to the groin you know oh yeah 100% (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like that's like a pretty, yeah. Like I mean, that's gonna hurt the worst probably of anywhere that you could punch. Right. So yeah. Get away. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, that's probably a good strategy. I want to at least leave him with a black eye. You know, maybe maybe a broken nose, but I gotta yeah. I gotta disable him first. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he can't be. He's got to be immobilized for sure. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> so getting back to fighting, because I'm curious about just like where, because you've only been training for two years, which I thought you've been training longer than that. 
and you've only been fighting for not even a year so like do you Mm -hmm. I mean I guess you kind of just started this it kind of just happened this wasn't like your plan so it's like you I guess you didn't really have a plan of like what you want to do with your career but like I guess where do you see yourself like do you want to take this and just kind of run with it and keep doing kickboxing do you want to try other martial arts like what's your kind of your vision so I mean it really depends on how much longer I want to fight I this isn't uh I can't do this for very long I'm I'm gonna be 34 now I'll be 35 in like seven months um so it's it's a short span for sure um we we just started um there's a guy that is teaching um jujitsu at the gym um nice and so i wanted classes i've i've taken a couple classes before um adam meredith was teaching a, just like one night a week at the gym and then that kind of it fell apart it, it didn't have enough steam to keep him going um sure. but from the couple classes that I took, I, I'm pretty good at it. Um, I've got a natural ability. And, uh, so it it would be cool to see what I could do with that. Um, and then I know that I would want to do MMA. Um, but, but training jujitsu and maybe doing some tournaments would, would be a fun little thing. Like there's less of a fear of, you know, I mean, I could get, um, just I, I won't be getting punched in the face you know it's it's, yeah. it's weird because there's there's probably more room for getting hurt if if there's an yeah. ego involved and I don't tap out when I'm supposed to tap out or when I should like before it gets to a point of getting hurt but that's right. all like you know, let the ego go you got me this this could end you know one of two ways I'm gonna right. not tap and I'm gonna get hurt or I'm going to be like, okay, well, we can stop here and um, we can restart. <laughs> so yeah. uh, as long as there's not crazy ego involved, which I don't imagine I'll have, um, there's there's room for like learning in, in that. Um, but MMA just seems like, I don't know if I have the time to dedicate yeah. to learning jiu-jitsu and feeling good enough to fight someone in a cage with that kickboxing I I learned a lot really fast but I would have to sharpen so many more tools to go the MMA route and I'm like do I have time for that Mm, yeah Um, because it's like you want to put the appropriate amount of time and energy into each of those you know, facets of it. Cause it's like, you don't want to slack on your grappling and only focus on striking, but then at the same time, you don't want to not focus on striking. So it's like, how do you, sometimes I don't know how these fighters do it to be honest. And then like the weight cuts on top of it. It's like, Jesus. Oh my gosh. The weight cuts and the dieting is by far the hardest part for me. Yeah. By far. the hardest I feel part. that. Uh, that is I think I would say um, that is my biggest, my biggest area of lacking discipline because it, 
all you have to do is just stick to the diet. (laughs) That's all you have to do. And I just struggle so hard with it because I don't want to tell myself no to a fucking piece of candy. I love candy. I love cupcakes. I don't want to tell myself no, but I have to. And that's this part. I I did uh, 75 hard. I didn't finish it, but I got to day like 54 before I was just like, I don't want to hate working out because that was right when I started uh I started like you know training it was probably like a few months into um maybe not even a few months into going to the church probably just like one month into it and I was just like "Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna do stuff I'm trying 75 hard because I was using the first floor map and yeah I was doing really well I saw a lot of really great results but then I was like, I don't want to hate this. And if yeah. I finish, I was one month away. And I was like, if I finish this, I'm probably going to hate this. And yep. so I quit. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe uh, I don't, I don't know that I'll- I would be able to do it. I mean, if I, I just don't have the desire to, I guess. Cause it's like, I already feel like I'm pretty yeah. disciplined. So it's like really, I mean, I just need to stop snacking so much in that way I mean I don't really like I feel like compared to other people like I'm fine but for me because it's like I I ideally it's like I don't want to eat anything processed I don't want to you know I want to cook all my own food and I I would say probably 75 to 80 percent of my food is like food I cook myself from scratch but it's like then there's like you know I, I still snack a little bit I try to get as healthy of snacks as possible you know, like instead of getting M&Ms, I'll get like trail mix or something. At least have some nuts in there. But there's still M&Ms in there too. Exactly. I mean, depending on what you get. Yeah. Yeah. The 80 <laughs> rule is good. The 80 yeah. rule is like the oh, from everything I've read. Yeah, because it's hard. It, just, I feel like it's hard when you there. like restrict yourself too much. I feel like that can be kind of. I don't know. That can be bad. That's what I learned from 75 hard. So when I did it, I did the Andy Frisella diet, which was insane. So for for 54 days, I didn't eat any gluten, dairy, sugar. um, Oh, my God. Very low carb, no processed food. It was incredibly strict. And yeah, crazy. I definitely saw results. I was by by the end of it, I probably I was like super lean 113, which is insane now because I walk around yeah. one one twenty. Um that was before I started lifting though. So I've definitely gained some muscle um since then, but yeah. it, I struggle to get to one thirteen now. Yeah, I, struggle I, to get I feel to like that would be a now. struggle for me. <laughs> I don't even know what I weigh right now, but I usually am like 120 to 125. And a lot of it is muscle, though. So it's like, I don't even know where. I mean, I definitely have some body fat I could cut, but I feel like when it's because I used to be like one, I used to actually weigh around 115, but I had zero muscle, like zero, none. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I uh, I was drinking and I didn't have a car, so I rode my bike everywhere. So oh, it was in that first where that's that's how I dropped it so easily, so quick, I guess. Um was riding my bike everywhere and no longer drinking. And now my body's like, oh, we already know you're not gonna drink. So like you you should eat some cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. The sweet uh. tooth. So I stopped drinking a little over a year ago and the sweet tooth that I have developed since then. It's like on a different level for some reason. And it's yeah. not all the time, but it's well- like once or twice a week, I feel like I have a really, I just need like something, like a cookie or something. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's because alcohol is all sugar. And yeah. your body was like, we're going to drink it. And now your body's like, we're going to eat it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, it's like sometimes I've people always- ask me like, what's the, like the magic diet? And I'm like, really just like stop going out every weekend. That you will lose weight immediately and you will feel yeah. way better because not only is it what you're drinking because it has so many calories like like I mean I guess if you're drinking like seltzers and light beer you're probably not as bad but it's still empty calories and then also mm-hmm. you're usually not eating very healthy when you're drinking <laughs> like right. you're not eating chicken and rice and broccoli when you're drinking let's be real no. <laughs> like, <laughs> meat and the chicken though yeah you're probably eating toasted ravioli in emo's pizza and <laughs> like, stuff like that that is probably what you're eating so yeah it's I'm just not-, not even not even going out like since i quit pretty much going out and stuff and i will like once in a while but since i quit that feel like it's a lot easier to stay disciplined and stay healthy oh yeah very much so very much so it drains a lot of energy too yeah yeah the mental and the, energy and so physical that's a, energy yeah i mean it's it's a depressant so yeah if you're already a depressed person and then you're drinking liquid depression like what do yes. you think is gonna happen it, it's not going to can they're not going to cancel each other out that's for sure. No. Maybe for a little maybe only while you're drunk it's canceling it out but it's going to there is a come down after that for sure. 100%. So Yeah. So like Well, I wanted I saw to an ask article you too. what what's up? Okay. I was just going to say no, I saw an article that was like um alcohol's not trending anymore it's like gen z is is like it's like it's almost cringeworthy like oh you're going drinking because you don't have anything to do the next day oh gross <laughs> so that's cool. Wait, you're not working on I the weekends that, was, uh <laughs> loser right. <laughs> right i wish i wish that was the thing is like heavily drinking because i might have yeah. been shamed and it was encouraging me Right, right. I was shamed because I wasn't drinking. Like, yes. Okay. Oh, when I quit, it was like everybody thought I was so weird. 
And like, and I had quit like a few times, like not permanently, but I did like sober October and stuff. Or there was one time I quit for like six months and I didn't even like do it on purpose. I just like, wasn't feeling it for a while. I was like, I don't really feel like drinking. And, or I would have like one, I had like one glass of wine in like a year or something like that. Like it was, it was like, I just kind of accidentally quit, but people thought I was so weird. And I was like, why? Like, why do you care? Like people were trying to convince me to start drinking again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That happened to me. I had tried to quit and it was always like, why, why, why you yeah, like quit? you're not an I'm alcoholic like, and it's I, like I don't care <laughs> yeah yeah I don't care if but I am now, or not I'm like it doesn't matter when I when I did go sober for for real I definitely lost I wouldn't say I lost friends because of it but I definitely um my my social life took a hit I Same. because I yeah I didn't I couldn't go out because I would be tempted to drink um, because I can only say no to somebody offering to buy me a drink so many times before I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'll drink. Or if somebody's like, I bought you this shot. Okay. All right. All right. All yeah. right. Already. Um, so I, I couldn't go out until I developed the like, I don't know if it was a day count or if it was just like a, I don't need this in my life anymore. But until until I developed that, I I couldn't go to a bar. Yeah. So, you definitely have to make was... sure that the people around you are on board with like you not doing that anymore. Because if they're not, then yeah, you really can't hang out. With them. I also just like got so tired of explaining to people why I wasn't drinking. I'm like, why do I even have to explain this to you? Like, I just don't want to drink anymore. Yeah. Not really that big of a deal. Right. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. Why do you care so much? Yeah. It's like, why? It's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how people just don't want you to be doing better sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing better. Come on. Support me, please. (laughs) I'm making good choices. I'm saving you money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're the ones that were going to buy me the alcohol anyway. <laughs> Saving you money, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But yes, getting back to um, what I was going to ask you about. So I wanted to ask you about your art because I see all your beautiful artwork, your puppy portraits, which are so adorable. I love them. I think there was one I saw that had like a <laughs> rainbow background. That one was my favorite. It was like a bulldog, I think. Yeah, that one was yeah. my favorite. Yeah, that was pretty- that was so cute. Yeah, one day I'll have to have you make one for Dolly because she's a- actually Absolutely. I would probably want you to make one for my my other dog. He died, but he was like a legend because he lived to be 17 and wow. I've had him since I was a kid. And then like I brought him with me to like my apartment when I moved out. So yeah, one day I'll have to have you make a, a portrait of him. Mocha. I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> Mocha? Yep. Mocha. Um, so, so I started doing those. Um, I was still a tattoo artist and I had just dropped out of art school. And I I just like 
set up a paint area in the back of the tattoo shop and I was just like nah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna paint some pets I started with my own pets and then I painted some for my mom and then I painted some as gifts and it kind of just like snowballed to where like they just gained interest and um people were like I want one and I was like yes um nice. that started probably like 2012 is when I like first started painting pet portraits um and then it, it has grown to where when was it it was probably like I don't know maybe four or five years ago I I quit tattooing because it was it I got burned out you know and it was no longer like a fun thing for me it it started to make me like angry I started crying on the way to work and once you start doing that you really you can't continue that you know yeah um, I definitely feel that <laughs> yeah uh, it was a 30 minute drive to work too so it was a lot of crying um, yeah just like anxiety just yeah constantly yeah, yeah. that's rough yeah um and so I was like okay I'm gonna quit and I'm I had developed a pretty, pretty good stream of commissions at that point. And I was just like, okay, uh, rent isn't very expensive. I can, if I just try a little harder to market these, then I can, I can pay my bills with this. And, um, and it worked. It was rough for a little while, but eventually it kind of got to a point where like okay finish one two more come in and like it, it got to that um and um I actually have had a really like steady stream of them I I lost my dog in July and it's been really hard to paint since then um, yeah but I'm I have a couple that I'm working on right now and um, it's time to finally get back to that and like dedicate a little more time to it. Um, I, I kind of slowed down on posting. So since I, if I'm not posting about it, it's not getting a reach, you know? So right. as soon as I start posting about it, it's just like, okay, the time has come. You've had your time to grieve. I mean, I'm never going to stop grieving, um, yeah. but I've had my time where I can like accept that this is something I need to get back to. Like mm -hmm. I can't just put my life forever. I can't put that on hold forever. I have to get back to it. Um, so I'm working on one I'm right there. I'm actually working on two right nice. now, two little kitty cats. Um, and then I have, have another one I'm going to start. Holidays are always a lot more busy um, because pet portraits make great gifts. Yes. Hit up Ashley. <laughs> Get your family a pet portrait for Christmas. It's freaking awesome. Everyone everyone needs it. Um yes. yeah, holidays definitely um and birthdays and I have people that buy their friends memorial pet portraits when they lose a pet. Um yeah, pet portraits are great. Everyone like Oh my gosh. Everyone has yeah that has a pet and it's great i'm actually um i'm gonna or i i have ordered some coffee cups so i'm gonna draw pet portraits on coffee cups 
I have oh, I have like a, six that I'm gonna try. Such and- a cute idea. I love that. Yeah, very. I'll have to get a dolly. Um. Mug. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, I'll send you a picture when I when I finish it. Probably be yes. within the next week or two. Definitely. Yeah, but uh, yeah. As far as art, um, I would love to develop a body of art that I can just like that I do for myself that can be put on display and yeah you know you know that's the ideal right but I am a very um commission driven artist so if yeah and that that formed from being a tattoo artist like if I'm gonna do the work I'm getting paid for it so I have to kind of break that in my brain and almost think of it as painting for myself as a self-care kind of thing and yeah do that um I've painted some things that are not pet portraits for people but they were all commissioned so it's not like I'm painting something for myself because I want to paint it I'm painting something different for someone else because they want me to paint it right but I gotta pay my bills (laughs) um (laughs) exactly the thing that I do for myself is um I got into journaling probably about a year ago like bullet journaling and so I I decorate actually since this is my journaling desk my journal's right here so I like decorate pages and um, that's awesome this is the art I have for myself and yeah yeah so that that's what I do for myself um eventually the ultimate dream is to have something in a museum. Like, I feel like that's almost every artist. Yeah. Maybe one day when I, when I get to sit down and paint something because I want to paint it, that's, that's the work that's going to get put in the museum. Yep. Yeah. There's like the work you do for, for money. And then there's like the work you do just for like the passion and the love of it. I feel like balance absolutely really definitely yeah well that's awesome so that's i'm excited to see your work in a museum one day that would be really cool gonna happen (laughs) manifest manifest it with me yes it will be yes definitely well that's cool but you could even like i mean you're making the the coffee mugs the pet portraits like you could have like your own little brand almost you know like yeah eventually people will see your stuff and they'll be like oh yeah that's ashley Pryor," you know yeah i did have like have a secret artist um, name you could go you could have a whole alter ego could do that too (laughs) i could that. you could be anonymous Um, i I could my my tiktok name is anonymous valentine (laughs) um no, there was this one this one time, it was during the pandemic too. So everyone was wearing face masks, right? I was just shopping at Trader Joe's in Brentwood and somebody came up to me and was like, You're Ashley Pryor, right? And I was like Like what? Yeah. He was like, I love your art. It's so amazing. And I'm like, Thank you. That's wow. so cool. That's funny. So that was pretty cool yeah I was with my mom and my mom was just as stunned as I was and I was like oh I bet you saw that right 
<laughs> yeah. It's crazy. crazy. Social media is insane. Like I I've had people have I've had similar interactions and it's like I'm still kind of getting used to that. Like it's still kind of weird for me because it's like I don't know. It it's like so cool, but like also it's just like, wait, what? Like it, I if it, it kind of takes me a second to like process it, I guess. Sometimes. Who like, said <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I I'm excited to keep up with your art. I'm excited to see all your new creations. So that's awesome. Excited to just see, yeah. Um, not only your fighting, but your yeah, your art. Cause that's really like, I mean, obviously I know you as a fighter, but then I learned that you're an artist and I'm like, oh, now she's even cooler. <laughs> like, this is so awesome. Yeah. I, you know, actually. I I actually yeah. have one multiple work for acting so nice so boom let's I go did that too um <laughs> yeah acting is fun it's yeah. uh different but it's yes. very involved it takes like, a lot you wonder- of focus and thought I feel like like I've done I've done an acting gig before and I didn't do anything crazy like it wasn't it was just like a little commercial or whatever um but even that I was like man this this is hard <laughs> like, right. this is kind of hard you gotta you gotta, yeah. you gotta um convincing yeah. um yeah and like I never really thought about why actors need their own trailers until I was on a set for 10 hours and I didn't have any lines. So I was like, oh, this is why actors need trailers because they go to their trailer and wait until they're needed instead of just like sitting in silence. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be torturous. I'd be losing my Mm -hmm. mind. It's, it is fun though. It's cool. The yeah. coolest part is like seeing the finished product and being like, damn, that's me. Weird. Yeah. Are there any actresses yeah. or actors that are like really influential for you that you really love to watch? Um, Kristen Bell. Uh, she's hilarious and she's also short. So that's pretty cool. Um, I would absolutely love to meet Will Ferrell because he's oh my god so funny. Um, he's good in serious roles too, though. It's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, he's uh, but obviously hilarious. He's like, yeah, hilarious when he has to be. Uh, Jack Black would be another cool um, oh, person yeah. to work with. Also, love Tenacious D, so yeah. um, that would be fun um i'm super into comedy so which is funny because i won um i won best actress for uh a thriller film where i was really being scared the whole yeah so um that was the film that i was that started me running and like kicked off the whole like let's be fit thing um i had to run for my life because i uh I witnessed someone killing someone and the hitman was like, you've got to die now too. And I didn't die, spoiler alert. But um, yeah, it was, it was, I, I 
I am funny, but I also can be serious or scared if I have to. Multidimensional. Love um. it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I have a hard time like picking favorites or like Same. you know being like that's the one you know but uh I think that that it's kind of like that translates into why I don't pick just one sport you know like yep because I have a hard time picking favorites like mm-hmm. same I can relate. <laughs> I can relate for sure do you have um not a favorite movie because that's too hard to pick but unless you do have a favorite movie then you can tell me but do you have a movie that you can just continuously watch over and over again and you never get burnt out on it yes I actually um I actually made notes on this one because I have a few um Elf obviously uh yeah Will Ferrell is so funny um that's a classic I I could watch and the Grinch. Um, yeah. I can watch it those two so many times. Like I would I can put them on to like go to sleep to, you know, like and just do that every single night for the rest of my life, and I would be fine with that. Um, but also the labyrinth. Um oh. that one's just like a club, you know. I I have it on DVD. I'll never not have it on DVD just because I already have it and I'm never gonna be without it yeah um just in case it's not available on any of the streaming services I'm never letting that one go <laughs> oh yeah I still have a lot of my I DVDs also, yeah I, gotta I, save them. I did a pur- I did a purge and I got rid of like at least half of, of my collection because like I just don't have the space for it the more yeah. times I move less things I want to move yeah but for sure there were, there were probably 20 20 to 30 that I I just couldn't get rid of for one reason or the other yeah I feel that I have a few that it's like the- yeah, I I think the one <laughs> there's one movie that comes to my head you're gonna laugh at me <laughs> the one movie that I, I could watch I could literally watch it every day probably Maybe not every day. I don't know. But I could just keep watching it. Uh, is Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I'm tired of it. I, I literally, I watch it. Like, I watch it at least once a year, but sometimes more. And every time, cause I think it's because, like, me and my siblings, we all, like, love to quote it to each other. All that, like, it's part of my regular vocabulary. Like, Napoleon Dynamite references just every once in a while. I'll sneak one in. <laughs> I need to rewatch it because it's been years since I've seen it, but it is a good one. Oh my like, God. I don't know what it is about that. It. It's just like so dumb, at, but at the same time, it's just like kind of genius. It's like, what is this? <laughs> that type of humor is classic. Yes. I, I love it. A good one. I always loved it's, Uncle it's Rico. One. He was my favorite. Yeah. Such a character. Mm-hmm. 
with the van and like just the whole the football thing it's just great just a fantastic love that character <laughs> i'm gonna rewatch it today that was a very I'm i feel like that was a very character driven movie like it didn't have much of a plot to it but the characters right. in the movie were just like Absolutely. stood out so much yes i agree with you completely on that one it's funny not really a lot of famous people were in that movie. I think the most famous person in the movie was Hillary Duff's sister. And it's not even Hillary Duff, it's her <laughs> sister. That was like the most famous person in that movie. <laughs> and the the just like the I don't know, it, the treasure of a movie that it was without having any famous people in it. Yeah, it was so it low budget. Volume. Yeah. It speaks the popularity in fame that that movie got for as low of a budget movie as it was is just it's crazy so crazy yeah there there will probably never be another movie like that like they've made other movies like the directors and i actually like some of their other stuff but there will never be another napoleon dime like you can't you can't do a sequel like you can't there's no way like that that was just that one movie and it's yeah you can't can't replicate it do you think that there are certain things so like if there are alternate timelines and alternate realities do you think that there are some things that are the same in every single timeline because i feel like napoleon dynamite would be the same in every timeline like if it was in like a different era no 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 like like there there are timelines that are existing simultaneously with our timeline like alternate realities oh and... i see what you're saying yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so i think, I think it would <laughs> that's hilarious so, there are specific things like you know like uh like yoohoo's and and napoleon dynamite and like just random things that you can go to whatever timeline and and that exists and those things are going to remain the same yeah you, the sledgehammer you bike are... yeah he's a sledgehammer <laughs> <laughs> got shocks brakes lucky <laughs> that was like probably one of my favorite scenes from the movie because it was just like so random <laughs> She's like, they're so obsessed with this bike. (laughs) You ever take it off any sweet jumps? (laughs) That was the best. And then he just, he just, yeah, just absolutely destroyed the ramp. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, now I'm gonna get going on the point dynamite. Well, transitioning from. movies because i could talk about movies forever um i wanted to ask you because you are very creative with your walkout music and your whole energy i love it that you bring to your walkout is awesome and i remember you did the the shania twain walkout you did the the space jam walkout what's been your favorite that you've done or do you have a favorite um okay that's hard because 
Shania Twain, that happened because uh, Chad doesn't allow swear words in his songs because it's because uh, it's like all ages, so they have to be like all age friendly. So Shania Twain would have never happened if I didn't have to pick a song without a cuss word. Um, oh, interesting. But the oh my god the reaction from the crowd when i when that song came on oh yeah i i don't think that i'm ever gonna get that reaction from any other song ever that was amazing Um, it was so insane and i'm almost getting chills thinking about it just because like literally distinctly remember it everyone was singing it yeah like I was singing it I remember (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um that was the first time I ever saw you fight it was a good fight yeah it was a good fight um and that was that was the 125 and the first and only time I'll ever fight at 125 and um two week notice uh two week notice fight and a lot of people thought you won that Which, fight yeah everyone that i talked to every single person that i talked to thinks that i won that fight um except for the judges <laughs> except for two of the three judges yeah um, yeah i wasn't sure how they were gonna score it i was like hmm, i don't know i was like that was a good fight i have no idea i was like i i don't know because uh, i i couldn't keep track of like how many punches you know it's like i'm like i don't know what the judges are looking for but i was like i don't know i'm like i feel like either one of them could get the get the win here but a lot of people that i talked to they were like yeah i thought ashley won i'm like huh yeah i mean because just off like your pressure and like you were i feel like you were being the more aggressive one there in that fight yeah fun i think had i thrown more kicks it would have changed the fight um yeah because I think that's really the only thing that she did better than me was she threw more kicks that's it yeah um not that nothing hurt me um it seemed like she was just I mean she had a lot of height on you and a lot of reach on you and it seemed like she just had more experience too like with the um that style of kickboxing it seemed like she just kind of yeah, knew how to fight that point style. So, yep, the damn point style. I need to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think I I just need more experience. That's the so in dealing with losses, that is what I remind myself of consistently. Is I have only been doing this for two years, and that's insane. So it. I'm fighting people that are way better than me. The one time that I, the one time that I won and I knocked a girl out, she's also took it on two weeks notice or it might've been three weeks. It wasn't a lot, but she also had not been training very long. And um, it seemed as though I took it a little more seriously, but that's also because I knew about the fight well in advance. Yeah. I think I that was 
that was the only fight I've had that I had a full camp. I knew about it probably in January and the fight was in March. So I had a whole camp and, um, um, that was another one of the things that I, I need to be a little more choosy. I need to like, um, I need to like, I don't know, give myself more time to prepare if I'm going to, if I'm going to fight, like, Maybe don't take fight on two weeks notice unless I have been training, which I'm in the gym every day, no matter what, unless I'm sick. So I already train as if I'm in a camp, but there's something mentally that like, even if you're training every day, like if you're not knowing that you're going to fight, there's like a different mental preparedness that you get when you're like I'm at camp I'm gonna be somebody's ass in in a few months um (laughs) and uh no matter what if somebody has more more fights than me they have been training longer than me they're they're already on the track to probably beating me if it's not a knockout then they have the experience that is going to carry them through and if they like as long as they don't get knocked out their technique is going to carry them through because I just don't have experience I don't have fights under my belt that can just like I don't know I can just like fall back on I guess I don't know it's um when I fight it my plan kind of goes out the window like you know there's always a game plan um of what you ideally want to accomplish. And it's almost like I get out there and I should probably be a boxer because I don't throw very many kicks because I'm just like, I need to beat them. I need to beat them. I need to hurt them more than they hurt me. And that's it. So at at the end of the fight, if I hurt them more than they hurt me, that's a win in in my brain, you know? Yeah. I have a checklist of things that I'm like, I would like to accomplish this. And if I accomplish it, like I did good. If yeah, I don't get knocked. Exactly. You didn't get finished. Did yeah. Yeah. So for sure. You know, I don't look at losses as like a devastating blow. It's like I learned a lot from that. Yeah. And we're carrying it to the next one. Um and the same with like so this last fight I was supposed to have that was the first one I've experienced where someone has pulled out um I wasn't upset until I was in the rules meeting and I was like I should be fighting right now (laughs) and I'm not but like I'm not gonna be mad at the fact that I was in there training every day because I would have been in there no matter what you know I I learned a lot I, I, I had a practice run for taking something pretty seriously, you know, and that's fine at the end yeah, of the day. It, it prepares you for the next one. Yeah. It's almost like you got a little bit of an extra motivation in your training, even though you didn't get the fight. It's like, well, you trained as if you were going to fight. So yeah. that experience is going to help you either way for sure. Right. Absolutely. That's good. 
feel like that's a good mindset to have for sure especially because the highs and lows of combat sports I feel like can really get to people so being able to manage that emotion and manage like also just like looking at it as a learning experience like more than anything I think that's good especially as an amateur because it's like yeah I mean this is the time to make the mistakes when you're an amateur like (laughs) that is what it's for so it doesn't go in your pro record and like yeah it's not like your career's depending on it you know it's like you're not you know getting paid for it so it's like yeah this is the time to mess up make mistakes learn and just try to get better for sure exactly Yep. That's exactly what I do. And I mean, like, I don't, I don't think I plan on taking this like to a pro level. So it's about like pushing myself and seeing what I'm capable of and like having a good time, having fun. And as long as I'm doing, then nothing else really matters until, until I'm not enjoying myself and pushing myself and becoming a better person um like once that goes out the window obviously it's like okay I'm done with this now but until I'm like you know at that point I I don't see myself going anywhere you know yeah yeah just like get out there have a good time hurt them more than they well and think about too like even if you never take it to that level or whatever like think about how many people you're inspiring like how many girls like see you doing your thing and get inspired because like to me like when I see women doing things like that like performing in any kind of way or especially in combat sports and doing things that like you know women aren't supposed to do or whatever like or just things that like I feel like we definitely have to deal with like more of that uh as women (laughs) like being told we can't do things And so we need people like you, we need people to do things like that and like, let that shine. So that way other people can see that other girls, whether they're, you know, young or old or whatever, it's inspiring and it's motivating and I love to see it. So speaking of that, I wanted to close out today's show asking you about Miss Dolly Parton, another (laughs) This amazing woman that I love to watch. <laughs> I wanted to ask you what you thought of her Dallas Cowboys cheerleader outfit, the performance. Like, I love the energy. I don't know about you. It was okay. So I had, I haven't watched the halftime show. Like, I did after. I only I watched through- Dolly's performance. I literally didn't watch any any of it. That was all I watched. Thanks. Um, I had seen, I had seen memes and I was like, oh, hey, go Dolly. All right. And then when I saw that, uh, you were going to ask me about it, I actually went and, um, and, uh, watched her performance and I was like, yes, yes. She is such an impressive person. I love her so much. And, um, so uh, I feel like that is a performance where had I been there in person, I probably would have cried. Um, oh yeah. I, I had a similar experience. I went, um, I watched, uh, Stevie Nicks, 
um Mm -hmm. a few years ago and I actually cried and I feel like they kind of give off definitely they're different but they give off the same like iconic vibes I'm not sure I understand um and uh yeah Dolly Parton is just a queen absolute queen she opened with Jolene one of my favorite songs that she's written um yeah and uh yeah I love her the fact that she's 77 and can wear that cheerleading outfit is truly impressive I hope that I can I hope that I can just be just like her (laughs) I know I want to be Dolly Parton so bad I'm like that um, if there was a person that I would want to be when I'm older I'm like that is that is it right there. <laughs> that is the oh, energy. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. One day, one day, yeah. we can follow footsteps. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah, a she- quote. She, uh, I saw it. I think it was like today or yesterday. Or, I don't know. I saw a quote. It might have been an old quote from her, but it was like talking about how when people call her a dumb blonde, and she's like, "Well, I know I'm not dumb, and I know I'm not blonde." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. She's just she's so good at shutting down haters. That's like one of yeah. things I admire about her. That like I feel like that's something I can always improve on. Because it's like yeah, as a woman doing anything on the internet, like you're gonna get people just they're just gonna say you know all kinds of things and I feel like the way Dolly handles it I'm like you know what that's a great example of how everybody should really handle it (laughs) Uh I love her I agree I agree yeah being a female dominated um industry is it's a challenge I I dealt with it as a tattoo artist I was a professional artist for seven years and when I was getting into it, I definitely um, experienced some, um, I don't know, like pushback or I've had people like look at me and and be like, oh, you're doing it. You're doing my tattoo. And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't be here if I didn't handle your your hey. little script name that you want to put on your chest. OK, what? If you want the tattoo, sit down. If you don't, leave. Right. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I've had my share of working in male-dominated industries. And um, I honestly, like, that's kind of where I thrive when I'm being challenged. And when I have uh, somebody, like, pushing back, like, oh, oh, you can't do this. I'm like. Oh, it's my favorite thing to hear. Watch me. I'll <laughs> yeah. do it better than you could even imagine. <laughs> yeah, because and- now I'm fired up and yeah. I don't like you. So right, right. <laughs> <laughs> time to show you who's the queen around here. Yep. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you imagine what Dolly Parton dealt with when she was younger? I mean, because she, she started like, man, because she was kind of started in like the Nashville scene, basically. And there weren't a lot of women doing country music, like not a lot and definitely not doing it on the level that Dolly did it. Like she just right. took it to a whole nother level. It's crazy. Yeah. Just like, awesome. uh, I've listened to podcasts about, <clears throat> about her 
uh, and or like songwriters in general. And it's crazy because of the amount of things that she's involved in that you you wouldn't even know were her songs or like yeah. she's just an impressive person all around. Yeah, she's got a crazy work ethic for sure. Mm-hmm. And she's always so and positive I, too. I don't know how she stays so positive. I was about to say, and just like like good overall like spirit, heart, like yes. ah, if we could all be a little dolly. Yep, we all knew. I named my dog after Dolly. That's how much I love her. Aww. <laughs> yeah, she definitely has some Dolly energy. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, when she gets older, she'll still have that energy, just like Dolly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I. It's okay. We we have ADHD. It's hard not to get off track, but I am gonna ask you. One more question before I let you go, because okay. I forgot to ask you a few of these questions, but that's okay. Um, it happens every time. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we talked about your walkout songs. Uh huh. Is there a song that you want to walk out to at some point, or is there like a perfect, like a perfect song with a perfect vibe that before you're done fighting, like you want to walk out to at some point? The Jaws theme song. <laughs> and you have to get shark shorts. Really? I've talked with the designer. Uh, I have awesome. a friend that he reached out to me. Um, it was for the for the second fight, for my first Shamrock fight. Um, he reached out to me and asked to sponsor me and be my, like, fight kit design person. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so for the past three fights, he's designed my kits, and um, he's super cool. Uh, his name is Noah, and uh, I've already talked to him about the shark theme. Yes. It was so I was getting ready for uh for the Mary fight, and um while I was getting ready, I was like listening to uh aggressive classical music, and the the Jaws theme song came on, and I was like. <laughs> That would be perfect. That would be such an iconic song to walk out to because yes. everyone, everyone knows it. Yeah. That's so when I'm like thinking about what songs I want, I want to uh, walk out to. I'm like, what's gonna get the crowd most involved? Like, I want them to hear my song and immediately like, yeah, that's the that's the person I want to win because they picked a really good song because before I started fighting or anytime I watch fights, I'm like, what's this person walking out to? Because that's how I'm going to judge. If I don't know who the person is, that's how I'm judging who I want to win is like, yes, definitely. Which song, <laughs> which song makes me on your side? Because like, they don't know you. They don't, they probably don't know you. If yeah. you like feel their heart with the song, like, Oh yeah, hundred percent. So um, yeah, it's important. At some, point, it's gonna be Jaws. I love song. that. I can't wait. It's probably gonna be a summer fight though. Well, that'll so, be fun. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't ever want to choose the right. I don't ever want to be in a fight camp for my birthday ever again. Um, that's fair. 
So it will have to be before Ju- before July 17th because that's my birthday. Um, and yeah, maybe next year. Maybe next year I'll nice. have the Jaws theme. Sweet. Well, I'm very excited to see you um, fight again. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see just all of your adventures, your art, your fighting. Yeah, I love all of it. Love the energy. So I'm very excited. Yes. Let me know whenever your fight, when you can announce it. And then, yeah, that'll be freaking awesome. Hopefully your opponent doesn't pull out this time. (laughs) Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. That'd be great. (laughs) Right. Have a good day. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, of course. You too. I appreciate you. Um, Yeah. Anytime you need anything or anytime you want to come on, just let me know. Yeah. Always love talking to you. So, yay. (laughs) Hopefully, the next time we can do it in person. I'm working on that. Oh, that would be tight. That would be so cool. Oh, my God. Sign me up. I'm working on it. Whenever you're ready. Working on it. Okay. I'll bring cupcakes. (laughs) Yes, bring cupcakes. Definitely. All right. All right, girl. Well, I will talk to you soon and I will, this will be out on Friday. Friday? Yeah, Friday. So I'll send you all yeah, the links and stuff whenever, uh, whenever it's okay. out. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, you have a great rest of your day, girl. I'll see you soon. You too. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>